0: Faith, Hope Prosperity
1: Welcome to the first episode of Faith, Hope, and Prosperity, hosted by Austin Green. Today you'll hear from Chad Gundry about his experiences with personal revelation and faith during his journey as a marketing expert, mental health advocate, storyteller, and entrepreneur. We hope that as you listen you will receive inspiration from the spirit for your professional, personal and spiritual life. Chad is currently working as the senior director of sales at eLuma online therapy. He was educated at the University of Phoenix, where he received a bachelor's degree in business management and a master's in business administration. Brother Gundry has an impressive background in sales, marketing and administration. He is also a machine on the basketball court and he has built several apps in entrepreneurial ventures, about which he will speak in today's show.
2: All right, welcome to the show. Uh, this is the Faith, Hope, and Prosperity podcast, and today I've got with me Brother Chad Gundry, um, and I'm really excited to have you here, Brother Gundry. Thank you for, thank you for yeah, being with of me. Of course, thanks. So, we want to talk about your story, and I want to hear everything, but we've got time for specific stuff, so let's start with, um, you were were saying that you served a mission, so tell me about that. Where did you serve? So, I
0: served from 1999 to 2001 in the San Diego, California mission, which was perfect for me, because I just you know, I, I like traveling to California because I lived in Utah and I love the beach and I love big city and lots of people and lots of diversity. And so it was perfect for me. And so I got called there English speaking. I had to speak a little bit of Spanish, but mostly English, English speaking. And and um, my mission is really what changed me. Uh, the mission has really kind of put me on a pathway of success, I would say, and, and, and taught me some key principles of how to communicate with with heavenly father and to, you know, hear his voice uh, and get in touch with the Holy ghost. And so it was a foundation of where, uh, of something that was just vital to my success going forward.
2: Cool. Thank you. That's how I feel about my mission too, but we'll see about the success later. Right. But Mm -hmm. so for you, you were, I think a mission is cool because more than any other time in our lives, God is kind of able to direct us, right? He chooses who we're spending our time with. He chooses where we're living, like everything, right? Mm -hmm. And so for you, how were you able to see God, like you said, directing your path on your mission?
0: Yeah. So um, on my mission, you realize very quickly that you can't have success unless it's inspired you know there was many times where I thought because I was pretty influential I was uh, I thought I was a pretty successful guy before the mission and I you know mm-hmm. I, I played a, a year of college basketball I okay all state basketball in high school um, at olympus high school in, in Utah and so I had lots of friends and I I thought I I could just do it on my own I was a, a, a big talker and um had a lot of, you know when you have that kind of influence you feel like you can just sell the gospel and. You know, great things would happen. And it didn't quite work out that way. It was very humbling because I served in some very, uh, say, less fortunate areas. And I learned that I wasn't having the success that I thought. I would get all these baptisms and that I would help people and change their lives just by me doing what I did. And so I realized that I needed to pray and ask for help. And the Lord very carefully, I should say, taught me that if I learned how to listen and feel the promptings of what he wanted me to do, that things happen much better and much quicker. So he, he, I think God is a God of efficiency. Uh, he's also He's very effective in what he does, but he also teaches us that if we do it his way, things become very efficient. And when I followed his promptings, we had a lot more success on our mission. I felt like much more, I felt like it was a more productive missionary for him.
2: That's cool. Yeah. So what you said kind of made me think about um, in ether 12, right. Where it says like, I give unto men weakness that so they may be strong. Right. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times we forget about the first part of that verse where he says, if men come unto me, I'll mm-hmm. show unto them their weakness. Right. Yeah. And so you kind of had that experience, right. You, you went on a mission. You're like, I can do this. And God's like, well,
0: Let's, yeah i'll work it, with
2: you
0: <laughs> it's funny to bring it up because that's one of my all-time favorite scriptures and it happened to be one of my favorite scriptures on my mission ether um 12 i think it is yes sir um, yep and and i learned that i did have many weaknesses and i i just needed um shaping i needed refining and i went through a lot of fires and um and Luckily for me, things really started working out just because I realized, I, I, I think I went on my mission telling people all about myself and how cool I was and how they should follow me because I'm a member of the church and they should just jump on this bandwagon with me. And then I, I learned that that wasn't selling and, and I needed to tell the story of Jesus more and focus on him and not me. And when I, I learned that it wasn't about me is about him, that then, you know, I would, I saw miracles. I, I always tell my kids that my mission changed my life because no one can take away from me what I saw out there. When, when I pray for something and some miracle happens, it's not coincidence. And so when you see that over and over again, you see the pattern and that pattern is something that has stayed with me my whole life. and. It frankly, it's uh, it's an advantage for those who learn the pattern of the voice of the spirit, and it's it's helped me to accomplish many things that I never could have done uh, without that.
2: That's cool. So you got to witness this pattern on your mission of of receiving revelation, right, line upon line. Yeah. And so I think that really is the way that God can change us, right? He reveals things to us and then we can kind of make our own decisions. So for you, what does that pattern look like? Because it might look a little different for every person.
0: Yeah, there's, if you can tap into the spirit, uh, if you can tap into this um, kind of connection with heaven, um, it's, it's just, there's there's nothing to compare it to. And the way that I, I found that my mission was to dig deep into the scriptures and to uh, not just read it for the story, but to just pick a few scriptures here and there, and I would bounce around and cross-reference. And I, I realized this was something really cool to me that I didn't know previous to my mission was that the Lord could literally speak to me through the words of different verses. And there was times where I would pray and ask, and that's the key, right? You you seek and you shall find. Draw mm-hmm. near, I'll draw it near unto you, and. I would there was many times I would pray and I would just kind of open up the scriptures and and all of a sudden I would read something and it was like he was speaking directly to me. Yep. And I thought this is really cool. There not only, you know, I grew up believing there was a God, I was raised in the church, I wasn't always the most active, but I, I became active for I went on my mission. And I, I just didn't know that he was how personal of a God he was. I didn't realize that he was in the details of my life. And that when you feel those experiences happen or when you experience them, it changes everything. You realize, Oh my gosh, I'm now tapping into this, this love and this future, this person who knows my future. And if I, if I follow that, then great things can happen.
2: That's cool. I like that. I like the way you put that, right? He knows her. Our- He knows our future. So he's like, he's on board. He's on our side. Right.
0: Well, and I, I, something I would say is if there's one thing I took away from my mission, you know, we can talk about other things, but my mission, if there's one takeaway, was I learned the voice of the spirit when it was speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And I knew when it wasn't my thoughts. And and I knew I could, I could sense it. I could, I could um, understand the words and I learned to write it down.
2: Yes. Um, And
0: so when I write it down, it then becomes this, this really, this principle of revelation of, of dictation. And, and it's not a weird thing. It's just sort of jotting down notes as if you're, you know, in school and your professor teaches you something, but you're being taught from this power. And when you write it down and then it actually happens, that's, and it happens over and over again. How can you doubt? And so something I wanted to talk about was, Because, so when I got home, I, um, actually, I should say this. When I was in my exit interview with the mission president, he said, you know, you've done a great job. Um, what's your next, what's your plan? I said, I I just really want to get married. Um, I want to be still in the temple and I just want to get to it. Right. I want to get finished up school because I'd played a year of college basketball. I want to get back to basketball and schoolwork and build a family. And, and I said, what do I do? And he told me, he looked me in the eye and he said, I, I want to make you a promise that if you pray to heavenly father, he will bring you, his, your wife to you. She will come Whoa. to you." and you know that there's something that happens. There's like, I don't know what it is, but I felt it. It was like a, oh my gosh. And, and he was serious and I, and I believed it. And I said, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. He said, take me up on it. it's going to happen. Thing. and so um i was going home two days later and and uh, so i took him up on that i prayed every day for three days i got on my knees and i told the lord i, I really honestly i just want to find my wife and get get moving now this is really cool so my homecoming was three days after i got home and i walk into the chapel and there's a girl i've never seen before and she was really cute and i thought I wasn't really putting it two and two together yet. I just thought, wow, that girl, I've never seen her before. So anyway, the whole time I'm up on the stand, you know, about to give my talk and throw my talk. I'm thinking that girl, I have to talk to that girl. And fast forward, I, she comes over to my house um, and we get talking because I found out that she's in town visiting from Arizona. She's on vacation.
2: What? <laughs>
0: and she's, visiting, she's visiting my, her sister her sister is married to my cousin and i invited my cousin to come to my homecoming talk and so she was just in town she was at my homecoming and so my cousin came over to my house and we had you know the festivities and and i told her i said i said this girl is staying at your house he's oh yeah it's my wife's sister and i I said can you tell her to call me or something so (laughs) we go on a date the next day Fast forward five days, we get engaged. Oh, quick. So we get engaged in five days. But this is where I want to talk about the voice of the Spirit. So I was very familiar with the voice of the Spirit because I just served a mission. And I, I, I would say, I wouldn't say master, that's a strong word, but I got really familiar with when the Spirit was speaking to me. And um, on our first date, I, we had a great date all day long. And I was taking her home or to her, I'm sorry, to her sister's house. And we're sitting in, I'll never forget this. I'm sitting in our, this car, my dad's car, and I'm, I'm just thinking, what is going on here? And I started putting two and two together about the promise of my mission president. And I, I was just kind of looking out the window and I was, I was trying to listen to the spirit to see what it's saying. And I looked over at her and the spirit said, Chad, this is your wife. As clear as I'm speaking to you, it was in my mind and said, Chad, this is your wife. And and I knew it. And so she went out and let her go. And I drove home. And uh for about a half hour drive, I just couldn't believe I'm like, I'm getting married. And this yeah. is he doesn't know it. No one knows but me. <laughs> because I knew God had told me, This is your wife. And so the next day I told my parents, I said so I found my wife, and they're like, Are you are you kidding me?
2: Right. It's been like a week, dude. day, one day
0: <laughs> well, with this girl. Yeah. And so we dated for about four more days before she, <laughs> before she went home. And I, we, we just had a good time. And, uh, the day before she went home, I said, Hey, you know, I feel really good about you. How do you like she, I feel really good about you too. And I said, uh, hypothetically, if I asked you to marry you right now, would you say yes? What would you say? And she said, I'd, I'd say yes. So I said, okay, it's done. We're getting married. And so I, we told our family. And so here I was, a return missionary of five, five six, I don't know. I guess it was, uh, I guess eight days. And I, I found my wife. And so I, I told my mission president and he he actually gave a training. I, let me just tell you, this is really interesting. The next, I told my mission president, two weeks later, I get all these calls, or I'm sorry, all these letters from, mission, from missionaries in, in San Diego Mission saying, man, that was an amazing story. So I call, I'm like, well, who told, what's going on here? Well, I found out that my mission president gave a, tr- a zone meeting, train, or a, uh, I guess a zone train, trained the entire mission on, on how to pray and get answers. And that's the story. And here we are, I've been married for 20 <laughs> years. Wow,
2: that's crazy. That's a really good it story.
0: Is, it is, see, uh, from the world's perspective, yes, it is crazy, But when you listen to, when you follow promptings and you act upon them, then it's not crazy. Mm
2: -hmm. That's cool. Because like you said, God knows your future, right?
0: He knows the future. And that's why you just, when you, when you know something, you know, that he knows that, you know, you, you need to act on it. And a lot of people don't act upon this because they're scared. It's really scary. So you just, you act upon it and you just roll with it, even though it's kind of weird, but you know you know, you're doing what's right.
2: I feel like that would have to take a lot of, even, even knowing the voice of the spirit, that would have to take a lot of faith. Right. To say well, after like to be after one
0: day, be like, yep, I'm
2: going to marry this
0: girl. Right. That was not fully the plan. I knew that was my desire, my heart, but it wasn't, I, I was p- planning on going and playing. Well, I've got another story that will get to that. Um, I was going to go play basketball as well. Cause I still had three years of eligibility and yeah. we can, you know, we can talk about that when you want to.
2: Okay. <laughs> but okay, cool. All right. So fast forward to now you've been married 20 years, right? And
0: you have, how many kids do you guys have? Six kids. I've got our oldest son is on a mission in Sierra Leone, Africa, oh, cool. speaking the Creole language. And I have three <laughs> other kids in high school and two in middle school. And we live in, in Texas
2: fantastic okay so from from there to now right because we've covered where you're at now and and where you were then there's a lot in between right Uh so how do you feel like your mission kind of was your your launch pad for um your education your career how did that happen
0: well i was thinking about it a lot the last I think about it all the time of where my life has gone. And I like to analyze things and see how things happen and why they happened. And my whole life since, well, I guess my whole life has been uh, I feel like I've been guided, but more so after my mission, because that's when I really learned how it all works. And the Lord has been there every step of the way from every job, from every, you know, when I went to school, to you know every child that we had and every there's been just it's just one big roller coaster um however there's been one thing for certain and that is when you follow um your heart you follow your passion and you allow the lord to uh, be a part of that ride things work out and um i would say the the mission taught me the foundation of education is important. Hard work's important. You need, if, if you allow the Lord to direct you, then you have really kind of a secret sauce and it, it leads you to places that, that normally you would, you can't see. And there's no way you can see it because you don't have the wisdom and, and view that he has. That's cool. I,
2: I really like that idea. Um, so going off of that then, right, you said, passion. You follow your passion and you have the Lord along with you. So for you, you, what did you go to school for and where, and how do you feel like you were following your passion?
0: Yeah. I, one thing is so cool about the Lord is that he never forces himself on, on me. It was always like, he was just sort of patient with me. Mm-hmm. He, he would kind of, nudge me and remind me of what i liked and what path i should go down I like yeah. I, I know this about you and you don't necessarily know this about yourself but if you go this route you'll do better it. my passion was um was business i loved marketing i loved contracting contracts i loved um just studying how you know leadership uh builds companies and how companies are successful and so I went into, um, into business management. That's what my bachelor's degree was. And then I eventually went on to get my uh, MBA, master of business administration. Um, but again, so going back a little bit to, so I met my wife, we got engaged. And now I had this big thing of like, what do I do now? Um, so I, I still had three years of eligibility to play basketball. And the plan was to play either to walk on. I I played in Colorado and I didn't want to go back there. I played for a junior college called Lamar community college and I wanted to stay in Utah. So I, I, I was working out with Westminster college and, and, and uh, uh, Utah Valley university, I guess back to the Utah U V S C Utah Valley state college back then. So I was playing with their team and I was going to walk on with their team there. And so I was practicing with them and, um, it was before the preseason. So it was, it was early. And I remember I was, I was driving from Salt Lake down to Provo or Orem, I guess, wherever UVU is. And I, I was praying. I'm like, Lord, what do I do? I love basketball basketball is my passion. I want to keep going, but I I'm just not seeing how this is going to fit getting married and having kids. And it's just not seeming like it's, I don't know how this will fit. What do I do? Should I do this? should I keep playing with these guys? Cause I was going to walk on. Well, I got this, I would say five minutes later after just sitting in silence and listening to some really calming music, I was getting off the exit, um, where UVU is and clear as day, a voice came in my, my mind and said, Chad, I have more important things for you to do. I, I want you to, to move on and, and do some other things. And it hit me like a brick and it was kind of hard because I realized I'm not going to play college basketball anymore because, and I love college, but I love basketball, but I knew clearly that the Lord had answered my prayer and I, I got, I got off the exit, walked into the, to uh, the gym, talked to the coach and just said, coach, I'm sorry. So last time you'll see me,
2: Whoa,
0: I'm, I'm done. And, um, that quick within 15 minutes I put at my college basketball career was over. And he was like, what, wait, what, what I don't understand. He, I don't know if he took me seriously, but I, I literally said, I'm done. And I, and I walked out of his office, said goodbye to some of my, was going to be my future teammates. One of them was my high school teammate. I said, I'm out of here. And I never went back. And because I was so certain as to the answers I received, and so uh, from there, I I was done with basketball. Now I kept playing in the little leagues on the side, but um, I went to Solid Community College, got some education there, and and then eventually made some other changes. And uh, so that's got that's kind of that's an okay. interesting story.
2: Yeah. All right. So so you majored you said business management, right, for your bachelor's, mm-hmm. and then. Um, it was business administration yeah. for your MBA, right? So w- you said that was your passion, but did you know that was your passion or was it like like you said, God kind of knew?
0: You, you know what's know? interesting? Young kids always have a hard time knowing exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've asked some of my kids, what do you want to do? I'm not quite sure. And I was sort of in that same boat. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be an engineer. I didn't want to be a police officer. Like some of these, you know, I didn't... I, I didn't know exactly. All I wanted to do was be around money. I loved the, <laughs> the, the concept of taking something, making it better, improving people's lives in some way and making mo- a lot of money from it. Mm-hmm. And that concept was just rang true with me. And I loved the marketing and advertising and convincing and per- this comes, leans into my passion of persuading people to do things based upon, you know, a story that you're telling. And I just, and that's why I've been, I've been in sales for years and I spent a lot of time in marketing advertising as well, but I knew that that was, that was my place. And uh, I had a counselor tell me, just go into business. There's lots of different avenues there, and then you can figure out what you like. And then I realized leadership was something that I, you know, leading others, helping other people uh, and making, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in that field. If you can do it the right way.
2: That's cool. So you, so you kind of knew in some ways, right? You, you knew like, this is like, this is what I enjoy. So I'm going to study it, which yep. is good. And you never really had to switch your major or anything. You were, you were just, I just focused on it.
0: with it. And I figured eventually, well, I just felt like I was guided. I thought, you know, I prayed about it and I felt like business management sounds like a, the right thing. And then um, later on, You know, it was interesting. We started having lots of kids fast. We had six kids in seven years. So it was it became very difficult for me because, you know, my wife is pregnant and had lots of kids at home. And uh, we moved from Utah to Arizona, which is where she was from. And it was so hard because I had to be the breadwinner to all these kids. And it's 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 not cheap. Yeah, you had to do it fast, right? It was, really it was just really difficult, but I knew that that's what we felt like we were supposed to do, and that was my that was another one of my passions was have a big family. I told my mission president, "I want to have a big family," and mm-hmm. that's why he's like, you "Better get started." So, <laughs> one of the challenges to me was I just I finally got finished my bachelor's degree. You know, fast forward four or five years from then, and I was just worn out. I was working full time, going to full time school. Now I transferred to University of Phoenix. Um, I didn't do it online, but I, I went into school for it. Cause I love being that, you know, that face to face with the professor. So I was just bearing all these burdens. It was so hard. And so I finally finished my bachelor's and I thought I'm done. I am not going to, I'm <laughs> someone said, you should go on and get your master's. You can go so much further with it. I said, there's no way. I don't have the capacity. I have four kids. And I knew we want, I think my wife is pregnant. I, I'd have, to, I can't remember the dates, but so all of a sudden I'm like, well, maybe I should, I talk to my wife about it, who is, by the way, I should bring her in. She's just amazing and helped me through all this. She got to have that companion. Um, and we pray. he said, let's pray about it. She says, I said, I'm not, I don't want to go to school. I'm done. Well, she said, well, let's go to the temple and fast and pray about it. And so we go there to go to the temple. We're sitting in the temple and, and the, I, we had prayed and I looked over at her and I said, so what's your answer? What should we do? She's like, you're supposed to go get a, get a master's degree. And I said, you're absolutely right. Cause I got the same answer. And I just sat there with my head down thinking, how in the world do I do this? I, I'm emotionally, emotionally drained. And I, I was given strength and that's, that's something that the Lord has always given me is uh, when he tells you to do something or prompts you to do something, he always gave, gives you the strength and opens doors to make it happen.
2: That's cool. I like that. He he can open the doors for us. And um, so then with that, I've got a question because you did your four years, you did your bachelor and then you did your master's, right? So how did you do that and have a wife and kids and more kids and more kids and not financially sink?
0: Well, you just luckily, so I was in uh, um, sales jobs and the good thing is if you're good at sales, you can do really well. Yeah. And I had a lot of success um, and if you, everyone can go back to my LinkedIn profile and I have it all updated and you can see what company, mm-hmm. company. And, and so you just, you learn you follow where you should You follow your passion. I love selling. I, I just loved selling and and speaking with, with uh, CEOs and, and the top leadership. And so I just loved the fact that we could negotiate and strategize together. And so I was good at sales, frankly, and I made enough money to get through. Now there was times where I really suffered. And to be honest, there were some times where I had to go to the church and say, Hey, can you help pay for, food for my family for the next couple months or Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to admit you know we'd have to go to the church uh storehouse i think their bishop storehouse Mm -hmm. and i remember you know i'm covering probably a span of 10 years i think there was twice where i went to the bishop and said hey can you pay my mortgage because Mm -hmm. in sales sometimes it's feast or famine and and so we had some really big challenges and you know sometimes you'd question the lord you're like what do i why did you lead me to this job or now i'm not just really struggling. And so you just I think the biggest thing is I knew in my mind success was defined as having a good marriage, um, being true to your wife um, and raising raising kids and teaching them that was that was first and foremost, I worked to provide for a life first. For a family and to give me and my wife a good life and that's that's why work existed it wasn't the other the way around and so i always prioritize my family and you can ask anybody that knows me it's always been that way i prioritize you know going to their activities and being with my wife and traveling and whatever we do and the lord would just open little doors and sometimes jobs wouldn't work out but then another one would fall into place and I'd meet somebody randomly, someone would come into my life and, hmm. and to, to go back to what I talked about earlier about the dictation of the spirit, the voice of the spirit, you know, you would pray and uh, inspiration would flow and you'd just write it down. And then I would follow those notes to the T as best as I could. And when, and they would happen like they would literally have. And I can give you. I can give you a couple of experiences where it happened. Of and, course. Yeah. Do you want me to go into that?
2: Yeah, I'd love to. Let's hear it.
0: Yeah. So I was struggling a lot financially. It, you know, we had I think three kids at the time, and I was overwhelmed with school. And actually, I would, I would, I would go to work full time. I would come home and just eat with my family and then go up to my office and work and then do school work for like five hours. So
2: you were doing like full-time school and, and work at the same time,
0: right? Yeah. And I, it was just, it was just a hard time, but I knew that I needed to do it because to go where I wanted to go, I needed to be educated and I wanted a family. And so I, I you just make the sacrifices needed. And in the back of your mind, you always feel that confidence that there's a power helping you. And so the, so what you do is you just work your hardest and it would happen. And so I was struggling really, you know, financially, I was worried about paying the bills and losing our house at one point. And my job just wasn't doing well. I burnt out my, my prospects and I, I didn't know what to do. And, um, so I, I, I prayed really hard and it doesn't just, the answers don't just come but eventually, you know, over time, some I, I I wrote down some some notes and it it literally told me, I call it, it the spirit, whatever. <laughs> I wrote it down and it said that you in in the coming in the coming week, you will be introduced to somebody who will guide you and tell you exactly what you need to do. Wow. Um and I was like, well. Who, I, I've, I've talked to everybody that I know. I don't know, and it said somebody that somebody that you know will lead you to somebody that you don't know who will give you the job. And I thought, well, this is this is pretty cool. I was. That's worried. like specific. You're always, worried. Yeah. you're always worried that if it doesn't happen, then you're like, oh no, did I do something wrong? But it this time, after sincere prayers, said within the week something will happen. Wow. And so I just go about my life. And randomly, I'm at I'm the Elliscorn president at the time, and I'm sitting in that little office doing computer stuff, and this the, the high priest group leader comes walking in, and he says, um, randomly, he's t- he looks over this this printer and he's like, 'Hey, that's interesting. That printer. I wonder who services that thing.' And I thought, I don't know about the people service stuff. And he said, Long story short, he said you know, I, I know that you sell on the phones all day long with, I was working with quest communications and I was just burned down on the phones. I, I wanted to get out. Yeah. And he said, yeah. Yeah. There's a whole industry that sells copiers and printers. I said, really? I thought people would just show up to Xerox and buy it. And <laughs> He's like, no, there's sales reps that actually go on the street. They go and sell this stuff. Wow. I go, really? And then all of a sudden, it was like something beat me over the head. It's like, Chad, listen up. This is like what I've, I've been telling you. <laughs> so he with and, and he literally said the same verbiage that was written on my paper of what he would say. He said, I would, I, I'm going to lead you to a guy that I know who will get you a job. And he led me to the guy, called him up, I got the job wow. uh, a couple days later. And so when you have those... And it's like, then all of a sudden I got financially okay. And we went, it survived. And like, we went on, and on. but when you have those types of experiences, you learn a lot about one, there's a real power out there. One that if you tune into it, it literally can guide you. It, it understands you and it understands everything about you. And it's a loving feeling of I've got this. And if you follow me, I'll help you with it. And I think so many people don't recognize that That is available to them Hmm. and they just need to tap into it. Now it doesn't always tell you exactly what you should do and everything you do. That's not how the Lord works, but when you're really struggling with something and you have faith in it and you go forward and pursue, then, then doors open. And that's, that's a true story. And, um, it literally happened exactly the way it was written on the paper.
2: Wow. And so it wasn't even for you, like you had more than just sometimes like impressions, right. In your life, you've seen from what it seems like, even like to some extent, prophecy for your own life,
0: my own life. Right. And it is, and it's, at first it was a little, you know, when you're learning about it and how this power works, it's, it's a little weird. You're like, Oh my gosh, there's some, there's a loving God that actually knows me and cares about me. Mm-hmm. And and some people can get to carry the way with it. And sometimes they get lost with it, right? They start, you know, getting false revelation. And that's mm-hmm. the thing you have to be careful with is sometimes you get, if you get arrogant with it and start abusing it, then you will, then, you know, you can tie into other kinds of spirits and, and, uh, and so you just have to use, use your, you know, use the, your own discernment to know what is, what is true and right and how it feels. And, and, but that's, those, those types of things are available for those who tune in.
2: Okay. So for you, I'm going to rewind a little bit for you, you. You said you learned that skill more or less on your mission, right? Yes. So if somebody like, didn't learn that skill in their mission? Like, what that. would you recommend? Like, how how would they right. get
0: that? And that's it that's seems a essential. great question. I was going to make sure that I'd say this, that you don't have to serve a mission to receive blessings and learn how to receive revelation mm-hmm. and, or to be successful in life. Really, what we're talking about is if you if you seek God, God will f- seek you. Um, if, even in the just uh, if you, he just is, he, we're so lucky that he so badly wants to be sought because he doesn't force himself upon us. If we just put a little effort towards him, he puts a lot of effort towards us. And he, I tell my kids this all the time. I said, go to him with all your, your dreams and passions and be prepared to hear, you know, no and be prepared to <laughs> say it's not yet, or I'll help you in, in time Right. Sometimes blessings are like in in soon. I will help you. It's like, what does that mean? A year from now, or is that? Right. Um. So something I wanted to touch on is life is for young. Everyone needs to understand this, and I think largely people do. Is there's so many ups and downs. There's so many disappointments in life, and I've I've failed several times trying things that I want to do, or I didn't. A job didn't work out, or I got laid off, or um, this, and just expect that when you're with, when you're trying to pursue your, your dreams, you're going to fail. And, and I can, we can talk about more of how I've started a com- couple companies and they, they didn't work out the way I wanted, or a job didn't work out, but just be prepared that disappointment comes and that's not a problem. You just build on it and you learn from it. But what I've learned in my life is, um, the Lord knows Those things are coming, and he always prepares a way to get around it. Um, And though sometimes they're very painful lessons to learn, they are essential to the path and the journey that that you need to be on.
2: Yeah. So I feel like sometimes, right, going off of what you said, sometimes in, um, I, I know for me, failure is kind of a scary thing sometimes. Right. No, but for you, you said, even though it's painful, even though all of that, God knows. Right. Yeah. And yeah. if he knows, then you're just like, all right, like I'll just fail when I have to fail, I guess. Right.
0: When something really bad happens, I think the first thing I do is I turn on one thing that I found that helps bring clarity to my mind. It helps me bring, bring peace and connection to God is I, I turn on uh, good calming music, church music, Sometimes just very like it sounds weird. I've I, I've listened to any of before and music like that that just can calm you and is inspiring, and that brings the spirit very very quick, and um and, and you need that to prepare to to have clarity. And something I think I I think it's um it's important to talk about. At least I want to mention that's I haven't mentioned that's really important right now there's, there's a lot of kids and a lot of people struggling with mental health hmm. and they're trying to figure out, they have a lot of anxiety. They, you know, they came off from admission or they don't go to admission because of anxiety, or they just, they've had, they're depressed or they have all kinds of mental illness. It's, it's so prevalent and that, and people think that has to hinder where they're going and their life won't be the same. And I, this is what I have to say to them is I was diagnosed with, um, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety disorder, and panic disorder by two psychologists. And I've suffered with it my entire life. Sometimes um, I've, I've felt it so deeply that I didn't think I could go on. And I would say, I would say probably in my lifetime, there's probably been 200 times um, where I felt like life, there's no way life can go on. I'm in such a dark hole and I'm under so much pressure that I can't overcome this obstacle. And I can't carry on with my family. I can't, I can't finish school. I can't finish my mission. There was a couple of times where I wanted to go home from my mission because I couldn't focus. Because I, hmm. I didn't know exactly what it was. It wasn't diagnosed until I was about 27. Okay. Um, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I was different. And I knew that I was in extreme pain. Mm-hmm. And, and I, but this is what I would say about that is with all the suffering and it was immense. I, it is, I was diagnosed with not just those things, but severe mm-hmm. um, OCD and, and whatnot. I found that runs in my family, mm-hmm. but in those times where I was in the, just a complete dark hole where I thought I can't live. I thought of my family. I thought of the Lord has carried me through all this. And he always, every single time, he found a way to lighten my burdens. So, or teach my mind um, or help provide someone who could provide advice or a blessing or something to help me get through. And so there's, there's a lot of people suffering and they feel like everyone else has these perfect lives. But I'm here to say that you can have those things and still have success.
2: Wow, that is really cool, man. I'm glad that you that you shared that. Mm-hmm. So, we're we're kind of on this topic of like of times when things get really hard, right? And you had mentioned that you tried to start some businesses. Some things worked, some things didn't. Or um, uh, walk me through that a little bit. You're, yeah.
0: So let's let's yeah let me tell you about um, so I was I built two apps um, in my life so far one was called Brag Share and mm-hmm. one was called Capture um, I have a passion of people and telling stories and and the recognition that everyone is so unique and everyone needs to be heard and everyone can help each other and so I back in the uh, about. I don't know, eight, nine years ago, Facebook, it was kind of new and I just didn't think it did a very good job. And, mm-hmm. and so I felt like it was just very trivial and I thought there's got to be a better way of doing this. And so I prayed about it and I figured out, I was like, how can I do something? How can I build something? Cause I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I like innovating. Yeah. And so there's, now I could talk for an hour about this, but we're not, but I, one night, um, I woke up after I'd prayed. I'd been praying for days. I woke up at two thirty in the morning out of a deep sleep, and it was. I stared at the wall, and all of a sudden, I had this download of information that was within like ten or fifteen seconds was downloading to my mind and taught me what I needed, what needed to be done. Well. And I was there was so much information that was flowing to my mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is what I need to do. And so I was like, I was going to lay back down and go back to sleep. But the, but there was a thought that said, go write this down immediately. And so I went downstairs. I was wide awake because I knew something weird was happening. And I typed it up, this whole thing of what needs to be done to help social media and help people be recognized for what they've done. And I, and I, the word, I had this, the, the word, uh, the title came to me, bragshare. If people need to, it was a, you know, it's a very, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird name, but that's what came to me. And I, I went in long story, talked to several people and, and explained all the details. I'm not getting to them now, but it told me exactly what needs to be done. And I needed to build this. I was like, is this an app or something? This Is a website? But, um, was a place to, that was it was going to basically bring the meaningful things of people's lives to the surface and bring into the social media realm. And so fast forward, I didn't have the money to do it. I found out people who could, there were people were fascinated by it. I had investors that wanted to jump in if I could get enough people. And so um, finally about four years, four years later of continued building this, I finally came across some money and I, and I built it. I was building my dream. And when it was done, I was on the front page of KSL, Desert News, Huffington Post. Um, I was on the cover of Utah Business um, for this thing that I built. And you huh. can go find some of that information. And, uh, and, and I went out there and I started educating the world on what was wrong with social media. And, and I talked about how stories were important and meaningful. Things needed to happen and it's very interesting. Now I don't have any evidence to fully back this, but so Bradshaw, it, Bradshaw, I, I was in the news telling them saying, please find a way to do better with social media and 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 really focus on people's lives rather than the trivial things that they do that don't, are kind of worthless. And it's really interesting that um, it was like a week or two later, Facebook made a big change on their timeline they've, they put life events on their timeline and they started talking about how important meaningful posts were. What? And I thought That's really interesting um, because they had the, they had the money and backing and stuff. And mine was just this little startup and, you know, me and this other guy built it. And, and so it started influencing, it started influencing the way social media should be and, and how I was talking about how companies and our people, companies should have social media pages that where you can go all learn all about their you know what they do and so i built this what, this app now it it ultimately failed because we couldn't get enough money but it, it was in existence for for about 2 years i think at one time we had i don't know i think we 10 we had, i think 10 or 20,000 people used it wow. uh, but we just couldn't we couldn't get it going because we didn't have enough money
2: so really quick to interject um you said after a few years it, it kind of failed right so mm-hmm. for you what was
0: that like was that an easy thing to deal oh, with was it a hard thing absolutely devastating because i knew it came to me in a dream mm-hmm. of exactly what to do and i and i felt like the lord was prompting me to, to build this. And he, I built it exactly the way I felt like I should. And he let me kind of do it. And then he would he would bring someone who would help me. And I had a, some, a business partner and then someone else would join. And and so it, it all came together. And then so when it didn't, when it ultimately didn't work out, I was I was really devastated because I knew I was on something. And so it was really painful. It was it was a failure. And so, you know, you just have to accept I realized it was all for my good. It was so fun to, you know, to wake up and see your article, you know, on the news. And it was just a fun time, but it ultimately it failed for me. But I know absolutely did it influence other uh, players and to, to make social media more meaningful.
2: That's really cool. So even, even if it didn't go exactly how you planned, it changed some things.
0: I felt like it influenced... Things for good. I mean, it's interesting yeah. now. You're on Facebook and Instagram, and there's stories, mm-hmm. right? Those little circles. That's what I was talking about. I was mm-hmm. talking about those types of things. And now, if you ask them, they'd totally deny it and they'd say it was all them. And yeah, exactly. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that there was maybe it was just in the air that you know social media needed to be better. And so, fast forward like two years later, I had the the uh, the host of a, of the BYU TV. Series Story Trek contact me. Um, his name's Todd Hansen, and he he's known as the story guy. He's still on TV, actually, and he does story trek stuff. He reached out to me and he said, Hey, I know you've been doing this kind of stuff, I want to build an app too that focuses on stories. And so, we built another app wow. called Capture, and that you can look it up. And that was so we were in, a, we got in the news for that. We were on ksl tv about it and and so here i wasn't building something else but this time around it was better it was this really cool app yeah and i thought wow we've we've really done something here because and and ultimately that one failed too we ran out of money and that's that's the key is you you've got to get some investors and we had some waiting but we just couldn't (laughs) get enough people yeah not active users but so all of this, and I look back on it now, is, is just is such a fascinating journey to, to build things and to be able to I feel like I've um, contributed to that, that part of the world. And those were always side things. I always had a full-time job on top of those. Those were just on the side. Right. You were able to
2: still find time for that. It's, it's crazy because well, it seems like there's so much, but
0: you're able to make it work. You make it work because you want to make it work. When you're passionate about something, that's what I tell people all the time. If you want to build a business, if you aren't passionate about it, you are wasting your time. Huh. You, I would. When I was building these things, I was up, because I'll speak in India, because they were my developers. I was up like the craziest hours. They're on the other side of the world. And I didn't care about wasting using that time because I loved it. So yeah. if you build something, do it. Do something that, that just fires you up and, and it's not even work anymore.
2: Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, then I think we can close up with, I want to hear one more thing from you. Um, I wanted to hear your practical advice, like really, really um, outside of outside of the gospel, right? which is essential. Um, what things would you say? a person needs to do to get to where you're at now.
0: Yeah. Well, what I didn't mention is what I've been doing for the last five years and that is changing the lives of students. And Hmm. our company went, when I joined it was tiny to this, this past month we've been named on Forbes link, uh, Forbes and Inc list of fastest growing companies in North America. One of the best companies to grow. One of the best, one of the fastest growing companies in Utah I think it was like 38 or something. And so we're getting all these awards of this company that we've been building. And um, I would say, how have we done that? One, I'm passionate about helping kids and helping school districts. So that's one. But when I look back, some practical advice is surround yourself with smart people, Mm
1: -hmm. with
0: people who are on the ball, as they say. Some people who are determined to just work hard and get stuff done and to change the world in in some small way. I would say, educate yourself. I would say, find some good mentors. We haven't talked too much about that, but find good people to pick their brain and just learn from them. Be humble and just say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. What do I do next? And so just always educate yourself, uh, find out. You know, I'd say, put yourself out there, be vulnerable on social media and make posts and build your network uh how you want followers you want people who, who will listen to you who will post your stuff um and just ultimately i would say just never don't stop right just don't stop trying when you fail or you struggle or one job doesn't work out or there's always something else and 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 find good people to work with and and, and and never stop praying because you need that that uh, that direction.
2: Okay, awesome. For me, I think today my biggest takeaways are from this conversation with you. Personal revelation is essential if we want to be successful in what we're passionate about. Would you agree?
0: Absolutely. I would. I would say you you can survive without personal revelation, right? But uh, if you if you use personal revelation to your advantage, you, you're much more efficient and productive. Yeah. So there's that.
2: And then another thing that kind of came to my mind twice now, as you've been talking, is a, lo- a lot of people will say, hey, you just need to work harder, right? Which is true. We, want, we all, like, if you work harder, you'll see more results, mm-hmm. right? But I felt like your answer was not only work harder, but pray harder
0: pray harder and oh and just be patient yeah you want things to happen on your schedule and it, it just really doesn't happen that way you've got to be determined and just be patient and learn by faith just watch to see what happens and over time you just become more mature where you don't panic where you normally would have panicked because you know that everything has its place in time. Okay. I love that. So this has been
2: really enlightening. It's been, it's given me a lot of really good ideas. So, so thank you very much, Brother Gundry. And um, it was an awesome interview.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, it, <laughs> I know <laughs> we've, I've kind of bounced around, but I, I would say I'm, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a witness of if you just pursue what you love and, and let God, help you along. You know, the, Lord's Lord has blessed me with a wonderful family testimony, still regardless through all the thick and thin of it all. And, you know, I feel I, I'm not a millionaire, right. Uh, but success is not defined by the m- amount of money in your bank account. It's really prosperity with the Lord and, and how, if, if you're happy, if you feel, if if your conscious is, is, is good, you feel at peace with what you're doing and where you're going that's that's success and happiness
2: pure revelation your life will be better
0: prosperity.